This is More Better Days, the podcast where I teach people with chronic illness how to use thought work and coaching to radically improve their quality of life. If you're tired of chronic symptoms dominating your life and you want to learn how to get unstuck and actually start to thrive, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Misha Delaney, certified life coach and mind-body syndrome practitioner. I'll show you how to make your mind your most powerful asset in your healing journey. It's time to break through the limitations and build a vibrant, abundant, and joyful life alongside chronic illness. Are you ready? I know I am. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to More Better Days. This is episode number eight, and today I want to talk to you about my favorite alternative to the old and tired New Year's resolution. But before we dive into that, I want to wish you a happy winter solstice. The day that today's episode comes out, December 21st, is the winter solstice in the Northern Hemisphere. And winter solstice marks the shortest day of the year and the longest night of the year. And I actually really like uh, celebrating winter solstice. I look forward to it, and it's for a very specific reason. And that's because after today, the days will slowly get longer until summertime. So I'm not a huge fan of certain features of winter, especially how winter happens in Colorado, which is that it's cold and it's dark and kind of dreary. There isn't a lot of color. The snow can be really beautiful, but it also presents a lot of challenges at the same time. So I look forward to the winter solstice because it's marking a time in the year where I can remind myself that things are slowly improving, that the nights are getting shorter and the days are getting longer. So if you need that little reminder, if your seasonal depression is starting to come in a little bit, or you're not a huge fan of the sun setting before 5 p.m., then today is a day to celebrate because it is only up from here until we get to summertime. (laughs) I love it. You always have to think about how you want to perceive certain events. And I also think that uh, winter solstice is a reminder for me that I like to embrace the beauty of the dark, even though I have some resistance to it, and that it's an opportunity for me to embrace the stillness that comes along with long nights and the gifts that can come from stillness and rest. So on that note of embracing, today I want to talk to you about how to embrace the new year with intention. And as I said, we are not going to be talking about the stale, old, New Year's resolution bullshit. I'm not a fan of New Year's resolutions. And growing up as a kid, watching TV before things were streaming, when you had to actually watch the commercials, this time of year, large companies were really using this idea of New Year's resolutions to sell their services and goods, especially when it came around your body and losing weight or getting fit, like gyms and stuff, encouraging people to set New Year's resolutions. And um, I hate that. All of I just don't like the energy around that. I think that it sets up 
a standard that most people are not going to be able to keep. And it also comes from a place, in my perspective, that you have been so bad, right? Like it's been a whole year, you're going through the holidays, you're doing bad things, and now it's time for you to make sacrifices for your wrongdoings and set ridiculously high standards so that you can be good in the new year. Like that doesn't sound fun or motivating to me at all. And I was doing a little reading and found out that New Year's resolutions have an 80% failure rate. And I'm not surprised to hear that at all. And I don't believe that that failure rate is because the tradition of resolutions works and people are failures. I think it's because the tradition is kind of broken. Like the whole energy of it feels just off and almost repentant to me. I'm just not a fan. So while I'm not a fan of New Year's resolutions, I do think that having traditions or rituals, whatever you want to call them, to mark the new year is a really beautiful opportunity for personal growth and self-coaching. So I want to tell you the ways that I like to mark the new year. I've been doing this for many, many years, way before I became a coach, so that you can move into 2023 with an energy of celebration, of motivation, and even some excitement. So let's talk about embracing the new year with intention. Okay, so why does intention matter in the first place? I think that intention matters because our brain is going to make meaning out of our experiences, whether we consciously participate or not. So if you don't have any intention or any focus uh, moving throughout life, You're just going to keep doing the same things over and over again, whether or not you really like them or whether or not they actually benefit you anymore. And intention keeps your brain focused on the things that you want to achieve and the things that you want more of in your life. Our brain has a natural negativity bias. Our brain craves ease and safety and staying within our comfort zone. So if you leave your brain unintended without any intentionality, it's just going to keep doing the same old things and keep your world small and not very fulfilling. So I just want you to think for a moment, how different would your life be if you were just like 10% more intentional than you are now? Or what about 20% more intentional than you are now? What would be different about your life? There's just so much potential for growth and abundance when you increase your capacity for intentionality. And I think that annual holidays, like New Year's, provides a really great opportunity to reflect and decide how you want to be more intentional. Um, Annual holidays, like New Year's, they give you a really clear framework for reflection because the container is very obvious. It's one year and it happens at the same time of every year. And growth and change happen pretty incrementally over time. We can't always notice it in the day-to-day of life. But having touch points like the new year that happen annually provide a natural framing for you to look back and really get an idea of where you have grown in the past year. 
So for me, I'm able to picture myself this time last year and then compare it to what my life looks like this time this year. Like who was I spending time with? What was I struggling with? What projects or dreams felt really important to me this time last year and what has shifted in that time span of 12 months? And being able to have that contrast and reflection is a really great way for me to understand how much intentionality I brought to my year and what I want to keep doing and what I want to let go of. All right, we're taking a quick break for me to jump in and say, if you are excited about what you're learning today and you're ready to take the next step towards getting unstuck, getting back in control of your life and starting to thrive, please go to morebetterdayspodcast.com. There you'll find free resources on how to get started. And don't forget to follow me and say hello on Instagram at at Nisha Delaney. You'll find links in today's episode notes. Okay, back to the show. So the way that I like to embrace the new year with intention and celebrate the new year is a pretty simple practice, and that's to choose a theme for my new year. And I like this practice to be simple because I believe that wintertime is a time for gentleness, and I think that setting an, a general intention, a general theme for the new year is an opportunity for us to have an idea of what we want to create more of in our life without getting overwhelmed with very specific goals and ways we want to reach them. There are other ways and times that you can do that. But this practice is really about just, you know, focusing your brain just enough so that you have something to refer back to over the months of the year. And so that's why I pick a theme. So I started doing this eight years ago. And the way that I came up with it is it was around December, I was struggling with seasonal depression. I was feeling just kind of like frustrated with how I was spending my time. And what I realized is that I was spending a lot of my spare time consuming things that other people were creating. I was watching a lot of TV. I was like reading books. I was buying things. It was all about me consuming what other people had created and it felt really unfulfilling. And so I decided that I wanted to create things myself. And so I decided that I was going to make that following year the year of creativity. And I chose that one word, that one theme, so that I could come back to it when I was feeling bored or lost throughout the year. I kind of asked myself, okay, what would I do right now if I was honoring the theme of creativity? And it worked really well. That year, I taught myself how to play ukulele, which was really, really fun um, and rewarding in so many ways. I was making art. 
I was getting more creative in the projects that I was working on in the workplace. And I found it really rewarding. And so I've been doing it every year since then. So I want to really emphasize what a low pressure exercise this is, what a low pressure practice this is. That's very purposeful. We're trying to go in the opposite direction of high pressure, hard to achieve goals like New Year's resolutions. So there's a few ways that you can choose a theme for your year. So I'm going to provide a little guidance and some ideas about how you can discover what you want your one overarching theme and focus for 2023 to be. The most simple question to start with is to ask yourself, what do you want to create more of in your life next year? And more often than not, you're going to immediately know what the answer to that is, and then you're probably going to second guess it. So ask yourself, what do you want to create more of in your life next year? And pay close attention to what your gut response is, and don't discount that. It can be as simple as taking that first answer. Now, I would recommend that you answer that question by just focusing on one area of your life. Maybe it's your health and wellness or relationships, career, community, personal growth, um, income. Pick one area of your life for this theme. You've got a long life ahead of you, many, many years, and many different themes to choose. And if you choose something that's going across all aspects of your life, it might be more challenging to actually use this intention regularly throughout your life. So ask yourself, what do you want to create more of in your life in one element of your life? And try to pick what feels most urgent, like what's really coming up for you? What would help you feel like you are thriving in the new year? And it could be something that's very specific and tangible or something that's more broad, like one emotion that you want to feel more often. And if that intuition isn't kicking in and you're feeling kind of jumbled, you don't have that like gut reaction of, yes, I know that I want creativity in my new year, right? You don't have that answer right away. One thing that you can do is just make a list of multiple things, multiple ideas that are coming up, and then just prioritize them and pick what's at your number one. Prioritize what feels most urgent. Prioritize what feels most exciting, which thing you're most drawn to. Choose a theme that you have a emotional connection to, something that really strikes a chord in your heart that you'll be excited to remind yourself of throughout the year. So instead of me just trying to describe this, what I'm going to do is tell you what my theme for this year is. I've taken myself through this exercise, and um, I'm actually going to be reading it to you from my journal entry, so you might hear me turning the pages as I'm going. So what I want to create more of in 2023, what will help me feel like I am on a new level of thriving in my life is that I want to create more impact in the world. I want to increase my capacity 
to help people. I want to increase my capacity to participate and quite frankly, to work. And here's the reason why. I spent years while I was treating the acute phase of Lyme disease only focusing on myself. I was in survival mode. I was only focused on healing and it was very inward focused. And I had a lot of grief about not being able to contribute to the world, to not be able to be productive and not in a shitty capitalistic productivity kind of way, but just like a, hey, I'm a capable human being who has enough capacity to do things outside of myself to contribute to making the world a better place, to have a mission larger than just surviving or just being alive. So now I'm in a different phase of my life where I have gotten past that survival mode and I have reached a much higher baseline for my health and wellness, which means I'm able to focus on how I'm contributing to the world and my work and my small business. Being an entrepreneur is the way that I am doing that. So I just want to be really clear that this is my example. This is my particular flavor of thriving that I'm going for in 2023. But it doesn't have to, while you're doing this uh, this practice for yourself, it doesn't have to be about achievement or business or money or anything like that. This is just me sharing with you where I'm at and my type of thriving right now is really upping my capacity to create an impact because I have that health and wellness baseline already set from other years when I was really focusing inward and on myself. Now I decided that choosing impact as my theme of the year, it just didn't feel right. Like it didn't give me enough direction. So I asked myself, what do I need to do in order to increase my impact, in order to increase my ability to contribute and create and grow my business and help more people? And the answer to all of those questions, the theme that I've chosen is action. Not only action, but massive action. And I chose that because I wanted one word that I could go to when I was sitting on the couch and feeling overwhelmed and wanting to be wanting to grab the popcorn instead of going upstairs into my office and working. What was the word that I could turn to and remind myself, hey, Misha, do you remember that you chose that this year is the year of action? And that is why I chose the word action. It gives me motivation and a reminder that I am passionate about creating impact and growing my business, helping more people. And the way that I know that I can do that is to stop hesitating and to just act. Now there's two key different types of action and I've been thinking about these, so I'm gonna share them with you. There is massive action and then there's also passive action. Now, passive action is when we spend most of our time consuming information that is related to our goals but has been created by somebody else. So for example, reading or taking a course, listening to podcasts, getting new certifications. And these are all helpful things and really necessary for learning 
and knowledge, but passive action is really based on consuming what other people have created. And in order to create in your own life, in order to grow and meet goals and actually have an impact, you have to take massive action. You have to stop consuming and analyzing and processing and just get out there and act on what you've learned. You have to do, you have to act, you have to create, and then you repeat. Do, act, and create. Now, I would say that I have done a lot of passive action in the past two years as I've changed my career and become a coach and amass the knowledge and the skills that I need to really help people transform their lives in the way that I have transformed my own life just in general and also in relation to chronic illness. And there's been some massive action in there as well. I've launched my business. I have started this podcast. Those are all in the massive action category, but I've been doing a lot of learning and consuming. And so I'm ready to let go of having more passive action and bring in more massive action into my life. Both of these types of action are really important. They feed and support each other, but I'm ready to challenge myself. Passive action is just easier. It feels safer. It requires less effort on our end because we're consuming. And sometimes as a result, we can get caught up in only taking passive action and thinking that passive action alone is enough effort. And then we kind of wonder why we're not getting the results in our lives that we want to create. Massive action is scary. It's hard. And it's especially hard when you're used to prioritizing passive action. But it's really necessary if you want to live a vibrant and successful life to have an impact, to increase your capacity to focus on massive action. And it feels so important to me. And that's why it's my theme for 2023. I'm choosing it because I'm ready to take my business to the next level. And the only way that will happen is if I take massive action. Now, I want to tell you about the second part of choosing a theme for your year. And I really love this part. It feels very tender to me. You know what you're moving towards. By the time that you've chosen your theme, you know what you want to move towards more of in your life. But here's the second part of this practice. I want you to ask yourself, what do I need to let go of in order to support myself in the theme of the year? So for me, what I'm asking myself is, what do I need to let go of in order to support myself in taking massive action? And for me, what I need to let go of, what it all comes down to is shedding another layer of my perfectionism. I have been working to unlearn perfectionism for many years now, and I have made so much progress, but I have to tell you, starting my own business this year has shown me where I still have work to do around perfectionism, and I can see that it is holding me back from contributing to the world on the level that I want to contribute. I would rather focus on my mission of serving people instead of 
focusing on perfectionism and sort of hesitating and worrying about every little action that I have to take in order to serve people and change the world. And I'm just ready to stop getting caught up on like the little details and focus more on the big picture to zoom out, to get out of my head and simply show up and do the work even when it feels like it's not perfect. So what I'm letting go of that I had quite a bit of this year in 2022, what I'm letting go of in order to support my goal of taking massive action in the new year is perfectionism. And I am embodying that right now as I'm recording this episode. This is the first episode where I haven't fully scripted what I am recording. And that's really challenging for me. I've had a lot of resistance around it. But what I have discovered is that scripting my episodes down to the T, while I think that it creates something that's beautiful and helpful and easy to listen to, it just takes too much time. And it's preventing me from focusing on coaching and helping people in other ways outside of the podcast. But it's been really, really hard to allow myself to let go and just sit down at the microphone and share my thoughts because I am a struggling perfectionist. I want to get it right. I want to make sure that everything lands for everyone, right? I don't want to turn anybody off. I don't want to create content that people find boring. I don't want to be a rambler. These are all thoughts that I have, perfectionistic thoughts that are preventing me from increasing my impact in the world and really contributing and focusing on service. So even though it's December and it's still 2022, I am already starting to embody my theme of massive action and letting go of a new layer of perfectionism. So I hope that me sharing my own theme for the new year will give you some inspiration on how to approach it for yourself. And I really do love this practice. Like I said, I've been doing it for eight years and it's supposed to be simple and broad. It's kind of like a, what would Misha do sort of situation, right? When you have a little bit of intention, a little bit of focus, a theme for your year, it's something you can return to when you notice that you're getting unfocused and you're not happy with the results and outcomes that you are creating in your life. And I usually find myself turning back to my theme of the year when I'm feeling sad or depressed or I'm struggling with moving forward with things in my life. So try this out. I think it is way better than New Year's resolution. And I would love to know what your theme of the year is going to be. So you can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Misha Delaney. There's a link for it in the show notes. But I would really love to hear what theme are you going to choose for the new year? What focus and attention do you want to use to create more abundance in your life 
How do you want to thrive in a new and exciting way in 2023? And I really would love you to fall through and actually send me a message on Instagram or go to my website and you can message me through my website. I really want to hear what you come up with because I have a feeling that all of y'all out there have brilliant ideas for themes that I never would have come up with. So in a sort of like selfish way, I really want to hear what you come up with. So please don't hesitate to do that. And sometimes when we share our intentions, like sharing your theme with another person, it helps us hold ourselves accountable to following up and really embracing that theme and living from it in the new year. Okay, my friends, that's everything I've got for today. Once again, happy winter solstice, happy holidays, and of course, happy new year. I will see you in the new year with the next episode, and I can't wait to have a beautiful, thriving 2023 with you. All right, my friend, that's everything I've got for you today. But I do have a favor to ask. If you enjoyed this show, please help me on my mission of bringing more empowerment and agency into the lives of people with chronic illness by helping me get the word out. All you need to do is hit that follow button and write a review of the podcast. It only takes a moment, but your action will have a ripple effect in spreading the word to people who are yet to discover more better days. And also, don't forget to share today's episode with a friend too. And if you're ready to take action towards getting unstuck and starting to thrive, go to morebetterdayspodcast.com. There you'll find free resources on how to get started. And you can also follow me on Instagram at at Misha Delaney for inspiration and approachable tips that you can use on the daily to develop your mind-body resilience. You can find links to everything I just mentioned in the show notes for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope today is one of the better days.